What is up, everybody? Jackson Wilkie here, your host with the Digital Mayor Now podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to bringing you today's top digital mayors and marketers to tell you exactly how they dominate, leveraging their communities, social media, and video, making them the digital mayor of their community. In today's podcast, we're going to be interviewing Aaron Stell. He's with a nationwide marketing team called West. Their sole purpose is to work with real estate agents across the nation every single day, helping them with today's technologies and how to grow their business. He talks in depth on how to market yourself, how to market properties, and also really important towards the end, he talks about becoming a tribe leader. It is a can't miss segment and what you should do today as a real estate agent to dominate in your community. All right, everybody. So welcome back to podcast number three. Today, we have an epic host here with us, Aaron Stell. He's with West. And I actually had the, um, I had the chance to work with him for over a year. So I got to see you know, what he did. And today's podcast is going to be a lot different from the rest where we're having digital mayors. Um, we're having real estate agents come in. Uh, Aaron actually is with West and his sole job is to work with real estate agents every day, uh, helping them gain business with today's technologies. So if there's, you know, any CRM, any social platform, anything that has to do with marketing, he's dove into it in some regards. So it's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, what he's seeing out there. But first of all, Stell, dude, thank you so much for, for being here. Uh, and I'll, I, I call him Stell cause I know I'm a little more personal, but it's Aaron Stell. Um, why don't you start out real quick? You know, you, you were in real estate, right? Yep. Yep. So I, uh, back in 2000, I guess I was doing it right out of college. I was working in, in one facet or another, but I was actually selling real estate from 2005 up until 2010. Uh, so, so kind of down in the down market when most people were getting out. And, and at that point in time, I was still, I was still building every year. Um, you know, I figured out how to get in front of people. Um, kind of have some some interesting hacks I was pulling back in that day. I was, I was jumping into you know some of the the Craigslist redirecting traffic uh, before most people were and sending people to my website. I was also leveraging things like Google My Business uh, back when you could pretty much just claim any business and then use that to drive traffic to your website. So I was doing a lot of those kind of things uh, up until 2010, um, and then 2010 a company called WFG National Title started uh, here in Portland, Oregon. And it was a, you know, it's a brand new company. Um, and I had an opportunity to get in month one. And it, it seemed like an opportunity that I, I couldn't say no to. And now here, nine years later, uh, still growing. We are, uh, what are we, 47 states already, fifth largest in the, uh, in the nation. So it, it's one of those things that it's been, it's been an exciting ride. But uh, now I get to spend my entire time focusing purely on uh, marketing and technology in real estate. So I don't do anything with the actual title side. Right, right, right. So this has enabled him to, um, you know, travel the nation, uh, meeting the top real estate agents across the nation and, and what's working. And he's also uh, spoken on some of the biggest stages and been to many of the Inman Connects. So with that, let's, let's get right into the main pinch point here. Um, since you're seeing, you know, what's, um, you know, so hard for a lot of these agencies these days, you know, like how far behind is the real estate industry in terms of marketing do you see? 
Well, I mean, it, it, <laughs> the, the thing about real estate is you have such a broad spectrum. I mean, you have agents that, you know, I, I sit down like in the Portland market, I, I'm currently, you know, working with, you know, it, depending on the day, four or five out of the top 10 and, and 32 to 35 of the top 100 real estate agents in the Portland market. And I can tell you, you know, when sitting down with some of them, you know, they are, they are right on top of it. They're keeping track of everything that's going on in the world. Um, but then you see the other part where it's, I mean, it can be four five, six years behind and, and, you know, take away just the pure time standpoint. A lot of times what we're seeing is, is when they're going through and developing marketing plans or when we're, when we're sitting down with agents, it's, it's coming down and they're wanting to, you know, say discuss the product, so their house or, or something along those lines. They want to talk about the product before they ever even identify the audience who is the person that will end up buying that. And that's where we really see the disconnect. It's not actually speaking to the right people to get that house sold. Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually the last um, guest we had on Sebastian, he really talked about, you know, grabbing the audience that you want to work with. And, you know, nowadays they're calling it the niche avatar, you know, and, and you got to speak to that particular person. Um, you know, you do a great class on, on millennials. I think, you know, we know that millennials are, it's the number one uh, group. We have the largest group. They're right at the forefront of the bubble of starting to buy homes. So a lot of real estate agents want to get the tomorrow fix. Like, okay, well that gets me a lead tomorrow, but you got to build yourself up for the next five, 10 years. And I think that's why some of them now are backpedaling. Like, okay, what do I do now? But dive into, you know, how you, you know, you can speak best to the millennial age. Uh, if that's your, you know, your avatar, since a lot of this is about social, that's the people that we should be targeting. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, if you talk about demographics, they are, the millennials are the largest group, uh, you know, well, actually, I guess you're going to have Gen Z is going to be a little bigger once they start actually getting into the housing market a little more. Um, you know, the big thing we see with millennials though, and, and this is a marketing trend in general is, Traditionally, if you're looking at, at marketing and communication trends, it starts with the younger people and then moves up. So, you know, the easiest way to describe that, you know, I know you spend a lot of time talking about Facebook and social and things like that. Like, you know, how did Facebook start, right? It, it started out as something for the college kids to, to keep in touch. And, and it really started out as a way for, uh, for people to meet new people online is really kind of what it started as. And now look at who's on there. I mean, it's, it's your grandma, it's your mom, it's everybody, you know these days I always like called, you know, the kids don't even claim it anymore. So it's a, right. it's a whole different level of people on there. Um, you know, but, but if you're talking about, about, you know, dealing with millennials and what they're looking for, you know, there's two real factors that we see that are different with millennials versus previous generations, you know, and the first one is, you know, it's the first generation that's really a valued, they, they want experiences over things, you know, so when we're talking about housing, or you're talking about what's going to appeal to them, it's not necessarily the box that is the house or the condo or the unit they're going to be living in. It's like what's around it, you know? And I know we've had a lot of conversations about building out all the lifestyle things where it's like, all right, what can I walk to? How is my commute going to be different? How are my friends going to interact with me? Like what is this little like microclimate of an, like of a bubble around that place? Cause that's what matters. You know, the, uh, the actual house is it's a place where you're going to go to sleep at night. You might have people stop by once in a while but it's usually just gonna be a meeting spot for you to then go out and go somewhere else. So what's all around there? Um, and I think that's a, that's a big piece of it. And then the other side of it that, that goes along with that is there are so many more vehicles of communication now. So like when you're talking about staying in touch, when you're talking about even just having, having interactions, 
Now it's not just like, okay, pick up the phone and call somebody or email me. It's like, all right, let's talk about texting. Let's talk about Facebook Messenger. Are we on WhatsApp? Are we on Snapchat? Like what are the different vehicles you can use to stay in touch with all of these different people? And while you don't have to be an expert on all of them, you do have to know enough about them to where if that's how your client wants to interact, that's how you're going to interact. Yeah, totally. And that is a great point to bring up because not everybody likes to be communicated in the same way. And so to piggyback off of that, to get your business out there uh, for the mass eyes to see, Sebastian talked in the last one, marketing versus selling, where you know selling your, your B2B, your belly to belly with one person, marketing you're out to the masses. What do you feel, um, you know, is it video? What is it that you feel um, or you're seeing with the top agents is working the best to market to the broad, broad area or to dominate a community? You know, there's still, video is definitely something that, that I'm a huge proponent of. And we're seeing, you know, top agents really use video in a solid way. Um, but I don't think that replaces imagery. You know, I mean, imagery, if you're still, you know, we're, we're all turning into five-year-olds, you know, it's like we're reverting back to where it's like, you know, don't give me the text, show me the picture with like the five words that matter, you know? And so, right. so that having beautiful imagery is going to be something that will continue to grab our attention. You know, if you have quick snippets that you're trying to get across, if we're talking about messaging, you know, that's got to be shorter and shorter. Like we don't want to talk about everything. It's like, give me the thing that matters in the next three seconds. And that's what we want to attach to that image. You know, and then if you do have something bigger, by all means, dive in, use video. The, the, the thing that drives me crazy about video though is, you know, don't bring video into it if you're not actually going to have anything worthwhile in that video. If it's just a picture of your face the whole time, like, is that necessary? You know, like, what are we, what are we looking at? What are we talking about? You know, if it's you trying to establish a little expertise, then okay, I, I'll, I'll give you that. But if you're talking about a product or a thing, I don't need your face telling me the story. Like I want to actually see the product. I want to see the house. I want to see the neighborhood. I want to see the place you're going. So, so show me what, what I'm supposed to be learning about. Yeah, that is an awesome point because that's what we, you know, you do see, okay, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to start doing video. And next thing you know, it's a, it's a, it, yeah, it's a screen of their face talking very melatonin. And every guest we've had on talked about that pain point of starting video and like writing a script and, it just, it doesn't come off natural. Whereas if you, if you go out and you start doing community style videos and talking about somebody else, that's what, you know, grabs people's attention. So, um, I do like the, you know, we started incorporating this from your, you know, recommendations basically, but the community style listing videos where it's, you know, I, you know, I want you to dive a little bit deeper into that because if, you know, that's something that your videographer, you know, if you're already getting the pictures and the videos done, you can tweak it a little bit. Um, like you say, for the Las Vegas style, um, you know, listing video, dive in a little bit more about like more of a community style listing video compared to just pictures of the house and how many houses, Absolutely. how many three bedrooms, two bathroom houses are there, right? You know, <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're talking about, you know, if you talk about houses, like in general, and depending on the community, you know, especially if you're talking about, say, subdivisions where all the houses are, you know, there may be 200 houses in four floor plans, right? And so, so to differentiate one versus the other, they're all three bed, they're all two bath, they're all in the same area, you know, they're, they're, they're all very similar, except for usually one or two things, you know, maybe three. So, so when you're talking about what's going to sell that house, let's just talk about the two or three things that are different about that house versus the other houses. 
And then, you know, you had mentioned the Las Vegas thing. Like the, the way I like to look at it is, you know, different people are going to have different needs, but more and more what we're seeing is, you know, when people talk about housing, it's, that's like their Las Vegas hotel room. You know, it, it's, it's a place that they're going to go and they're going to sleep and they're going to be for, you know, staging kind of getting ready to go out and do something. But what they really care about is what's around it once again. So when we're talking about community videos, it, it, you got to figure out what's important. And that can be anything from, you know, school districts to it can be, um, you know, I mean, it really can be coffee shops or bars or, you know, distance or proximity to work or like, what are those things that are going to make your life easier? And as we see, you know, in many cities, like traffic's getting worse and worse. It's like people want to know, like, all right, I am 10 minutes from my campus at work or I am, you know, I can hit. I can hit a coffee shop, a grocery store, two bars, a restaurant, and be to work inside of 10 minutes from this place. Like, that's a whole different level of living than, all right, I've got this beautiful house that has all these great amenities, but none of my friends will actually drive out there, number one. Number two, I have to get in my car and drive every single place that I go for at least 20 minutes, you know, and, and number three, it's like, I'm just constantly stressed out because I don't have any of the things I'm trying to do in my life with any kind of proximity. So now all of a sudden it's like everything's a job to go out and get, you know, to have fun or to meet people or to do anything. And so that's what we see. Totally. No, I, I love it. And those are the videos we started doing where it's like minute and a half, really cool drone style of the community. Um, we're getting calls, you know, from the neighbors, like that's the kind of style of marketing that I want my property to look like. This is a great area that I don't even want to move away from, but circumstances happened. And, you know, so it's just, it's tweaking it a little bit, you know, and people, I, when I moved, I literally had to be in a school district. And so it was filling that void of like, okay, I have to be in the school district. Here's the border. And so, and I got drawn to that, you know, from the video and all that stuff. So it's like, sell the, you know, the community really helps in, in engaging people. Cause you said, I think you said it, you know, how long, how long is our attention span? It's, it's gotta be a thumb stopping image or video. Yep. Well, and if you take that, you know, that piece of it and you ask anyone that's selling their house, right? It's like, I would say anyone you're like, all right, you know, why, like, what are your, your top three to five things on why you would live in this house or buy this house again? And, and there's traditionally, and there may not even be five, you know, they're like, well, I really like the schools. I like the neighbors around here. And I really like the kitchen and the rest of it. They're like, and the rest of it's fine. Like if, you know, anybody could have that, you can kind of find that anywhere. And so, so it's identifying those things. And, and, you know, if you're talking about lifestyle and you're talking about neighborhoods and you're talking about community, I mean, that's really what we're talking about. I mean, you're, you're mentioning community videos, but it's, it's the place where you feel comfortable. And so, you know, depending on your stage of life and where you're trying to go and what you're trying to accomplish. Like it, it's, you know, as we, as we get into this digital world, you know, it's identifying the places where you can go home and just feel at home and comfortable. And, and what it does take is for different people, it takes different things. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Are you seeing, you know, traveling across and, and obviously studying some of the biggest ones, um, the like doing the digital mayor style now interviewing the just local restaurants and stuff are you seeing you know we've had a lot of great guests on and they're dominating with that are are you seeing that too yeah i mean we're we see it in a couple of different ways you know and and it depends on your market so so you know within the footprint of west where we have other other people that are doing what i'm doing you know a couple of the people that we see that that are doing it at a high level or in, in areas like say Scottsdale or San Diego. Um, and, and like, so those, 
those types of areas, for example, have, have very different needs and wants from their client base. So, so if you're an agent in, in like Scottsdale or, or San Diego, they do want somebody that's kind of a, you know, that, that has a rock star image and that's somebody that's trying to be, you know, almost like a pseudo celebrity. And, and they want to have that kind of name recognition and they want to go with this person that's, that's walking down the street doing interviews with a camera crew following them around and trying to get on like million dollar listing or something like that. That's just part of the, the persona that goes around because they're like, yeah, I'm listing my, my house or I'm listing my condo with, you know, so-and-so. And, -so. and I, I won't really dive into names, but I mean, I know there's a lot of them out there. But you get into Portland, and in Portland, and I would even say Seattle to an extent, it's a lot more of a kind of a, a it's kind of a chill. It's less about image, and it's more about kind of being like this holistic part of the community. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden it is. It's like you know that that other people's bucket where you're where you're giving somebody else a platform, whether that be restaurants or charities, or if it is something like you know kid school or a church group or something like that. Like giving back is so much more important in like in the Portland market than it is in other markets. So, so you being the celebrity isn't quite as big as if you were to come in and you're like, Hey, I really just want to, you know, give this guy the floor. And so he can talk about all the great things they're doing and how we partner up and how you can help. And all of a sudden like, I want to work with that person to give back. And so it's a different mentality. You do always have to start with who's, who's my audience and what's going to resonate with those people. That is fire. I love that. Um, and, and, inevitably you need to look at your market, but you, you know, you feel that out before. Um, and, and that is very true that it, it, the helping aspect and just the chill of, of this West, you know, Portland area and, and, uh, compared to you, you're starting to see, you know, the, the millionaire listing stuff. And those people do want just that big name to sell their house. They want to be a part of something. So that's really interesting, you know, for these people listening where, wherever you are, find out, you know, the def, you know, what defines your, your community, and then, and then go, you know, down that road. But I do like your perspective. You know, we're going to have a ton of the, um, you know, people who are doing the digital mayor community interview style, but you've had such, you know, an in-depth um, look into what's working around. And for people that aren't as comfortable maybe with video, you talked about imagery, um, but you also talked about the other day, and I want to, I want to give these people something to help them with their marketing about how, you know, it's kind of like the trailer to a movie. So maybe you can help these people um, with just stepping up their marketing game and, and go off of that topic. So, so what I see, you know, traditionally we have a, uh, you know, in the real estate space in general, we have a, a trend to try to tell people everything and be very informational. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's like, oh, look at, all of this stuff that's going on with this property or look at all of these things I'm doing and they want to give this like, you know, three minute diatribe on it when it's, when it's not necessary. And what we're looking for is if, if I'm trying to figure out whether or not something is relevant in my world, and I would say this goes for buyers and sellers too, you want, you want five to 10 seconds to give you that. And so when we talk about the trailer, the teaser of the movie versus the full movie, what I want you to do from a copy standpoint or an imagery standpoint, Give me the three or four most important or best things about that property or the surrounding area. And then if I decide like, yes, I do want to be in that school district or that property does look like something I'm interested in, or it would be a great investment or great rental or something like that. Based on those five photos and that like two sentences or three bullet points or however you want to set that up, then you can direct me over to the website where I can see all 32 photos and get all of the detailed information and get my tax info. But I don't need all of that right off. Like I want all of that information after I've decided it's relevant. 
Otherwise, if I have to go through the rest of it to figure it out, then you're wasting my time. And so time is the thing that, that we're looking at more and more. It's like, how do you give people time back? And a lot of times that's allowing them, if, they're, if it's not something they're interested in, to see that immediately and then just be like, nope, not interested and walk away. And so, so anytime you're creating marketing, whether it be social, whether it be, I mean, even if we're talking about old school with postcards and letters and things like that, we want it to be this tiny little snippet, the teaser, the best three to five things. And then the full movie is somewhere else, whether that be on your website, whether that be like on a YouTube video, wherever you're putting that, like create that bigger chunk of content somewhere else. And then just give me the snippet so I can decide whether or not I'm interested. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. Um, we get inundated with, the, with yeah, so much. And, and I'm, you know, I was, I did that a lot at the beginning too, because you feel like when you get on camera, like, oh my gosh, I have to give them everything at once. And, and in turn, you know, it's like, it's not when you, you, when you sit back and you get onto these social platforms, whatever's stopping you is, you know, what you should be looking, you know, to do with your videos or your imagery and stuff. So that is good. You know, keeping it simple and quick, um, is going to, and then getting them to a landing page. That's the way, you know, and if you have tracking devices, you'll see who's clicking on what, and then you can retarget, you know, to those, to those people. But, um, now you are obviously go into, you know, most all social media platforms because this agent wants to use Facebook, this agent wants to use Instagram. Um, but one that you talk about a lot too is, is LinkedIn and you know, how fast it's growing. Um, you know, people think of Facebook and Instagram, but you know, are you seeing people leveraging, you know, um, like LinkedIn to get with their community members, to get with business members? Absolutely. And, and so, you know, the, the thing that we're seeing with LinkedIn is, is LinkedIn is a different conversation, you know, and, and the way that I would look at LinkedIn is, is it's more of kind of a, it's like a business to business conversation um, versus, you know, it's, it's, we always thought of, of Facebook as it's kind of like your backyard barbecue, right? You walk back there and everybody's just kind of chatting. It's all casual. And you get onto LinkedIn, it's like, all right, now we're at a, at a business mixer. So it's a it's different conversation and it, it's different types of people. And so, so where we're seeing LinkedIn starting to gain traction is one, your organic reach is higher than what you're going to get on Facebook right now. Um, you know, as long as the people jump on there, then, then they'll traditionally see what it is you're posting. If you get a little engagement, it'll continue to go to the top and you'll get more and more of that. So that's, that's beneficial as well. Um, the other thing is, is there are a lot of professionals that don't want to be available on Facebook or they don't want to connect, say, with their realtor. Well, the nice thing about LinkedIn is pretty much everyone that has a job which is really who we want to sell to, right? Is, is they do, they do have a profile with LinkedIn. So if you get lost and they need to search your name out or they need to try to find you, you know, that's the place to go. And if you're trying to establish authority either with your past clients or your, your, your consumer base around where you live, or even just within the, the other agents, like the realtor community or the lending community, and you just want to be known as an expert, you know, all you have to do is, is you know, share something on there, say once a week. Um, and, and, by share, I mean, yeah, if you find an article or whatever, once again, give me some context as to why you're putting it out there. Don't just say, check out this article. Say, I read this article and I thought this and this and this were important. You know, click on it to see the rest or, or read the article to get all the details kind of a thing. And then you can also, you can write an article on there. So, so then if you're trying to establish yourself as an authority, that stays attached to you. And, and now you can come in as the expert in that specific neighborhood, or it can be that, that you know, whatever area or niche you're trying to then target within your, your groups. So that Aaron, there's one other thing, you know, and I see you do it a lot. And, um, and actually one of the other guys with West, your partners, 
you guys are always doing these really fun, engaging posts that I'll look and they'll have like 50, 60 comments and all these likes and shares. And it's a way to get into your friend community to get them engaged instead of just always talking about, look at me at my listing and look at me at this house. Like, so how, walk us through, you know, some of those engaging posts and how they work. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, traditionally when we're looking at those, you know, it, it's going through it, you know, and as a marketer, we're always kind of having like, like we have this kind of open brain of trying to figure out like, all right, what, what, what makes people pick or what are, you know, what are people's thoughts on a specific topic? But so for example, the things that I usually go with is, you know, I put things out there that I just see through my day that make me pause for a second question. You know, I, I think, you know, like one I talked about the other day is, you know, I'm walking into my office and there was a, there was a gentleman that was like, probably 30 feet down the sidewalk where it's like, he's just close enough where I feel like I should hold the door open for him but not so close that like he, you know, he'd be somebody that's, you know, it's guaranteed. Yeah. You just open it up. And so, so I just put it out there because I just, it's just a general curiosity, but it's kind of just part of your daily life. And so I just said, you know, like, all right, so how do you like as people decide whether or not to open a door for somebody or hold a door for somebody? And it just gets a ton of interaction because, you know, as you go through your days, there are certain things that we all go through on a, on a, constant basis or on a regular basis and this could be you know questions about like you're driving down the road and somebody doesn't let you merge in when it's like both sides are at a standstill or something like that or you know the the door question like I talked about or you know there's there's just kind of like it's common courtesies or it's it's things that just like situationally happen all the time and posing questions would be like all right I had this situation come up how would you handle that gets a ton of interaction and so I'm sure you can go through like anybody can go through their day and probably come up with two or three of those things. How important is it to, you know, to have just these little posts that comes from, you know, Jackson Wilkie realtor. And it's a funny question. It just, it's a simple reminder, right? I mean, well, the whole thing is, is, you know, I mean, anytime you're trying to stay in touch with somebody, you have to come up with different pieces of content and, and it can't like, if you just are talking about houses the entire time, that's going to get really old, you know, especially if you're not currently in it. You know, the way that I like to, to describe that is like, you know, say you're connected to somebody who's a tractor guy, right? Like he sells tractors. And if all he does is just post tractors and tractors and tractors, and I'm like, dude, I live in a condo in the city. Like I don't need a tractor. Like how long is it going to take for me to get tired of hearing about tractors? You know, and it's the same thing. If all you're doing is posting houses and houses and houses with nothing else, like people still want connection, you know, and, and building out that tribe and having that community that you feel attached to, like, you know, while it is a, an industry based on housing, you know, people still want to have a personal connection either to you or that community. And so you have to mix it up and you have to go to other buckets and you have to go to other things that allow people to, to have a little insight as to who you are as a person to decide, is this somebody I want to do business with? You know, and so that's, that's the important part. And yeah, and you just mentioned, which is a really cool term, you know, the tribe, the tribe leader. Uh, you know, dive into that a little bit about, you know, becoming a tribe leader. Well, you know, if you're talking about, like, if you're talking about building out a tribe, like, because people want to have this connectivity, you know, and if you want to become the leader, a lot of times what you're needing to do is you're needing to just, uh, you need to start conversations and connect people. So, so the way that, you know, if you, if you think about tribes in general, like, yes, there's always, you know, if you go back through historical data and things like that, some of it's just you know, it's bloodline or it's the biggest, toughest guy or whatever else was the, you know, the tribe leader. But in general, the person that was, that led the tribe was the one that could connect the most amount of people 
and get the most amount of people moving in the same direction. And so, so what you're trying to accomplish as that tribal leader is you're trying to establish connection between other people inside of the tribe. You're trying to get people to have this commonality and community. That doesn't mean you need to agree on everything. But what you do want to do is you want to highlight the things that they do have in common and then not worry quite as much as the stuff that you don't have in common. So that's where, you know, staying away from the highly inflammatory stuff makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, it's the whole religion and politics thing, especially in the current climate. Let's stay away from that. Yeah. Um, but, but highlighting all the things like, you know, if, if you sit down with people, I mean, so many people, especially if you get them, you know, offline, have far more in common than they do that is different. And so it's really just trying to highlight and bring those things out. So people are like, yes, I do feel like I'm a part of this. Because that's what, you know, if you get down to the root of humanity and the root of who people are, people want to feel a sense of belonging. And then that's how you as like a tribal leader or somebody that's creating a tribe or a community, the more inclusive you can make that to where the more people feel comfortable, that's the way you're going to create the connections and the connections that last. That is a great point and something I really haven't thought about. You know, we go instantly to like, let's go interview all these restaurants and shops, which is a great idea. But as a real estate agent, especially a veteran one, you've made connections with hundreds, maybe thousands of people. And you have your go-to, hey, you know, my, uh, you know, my sink's leak and, and you know exactly who that person is. So yep. you, you would, you know, from what you described, you would say it's very important to actually kind of highlight like, hey, I have this great plumber. Um, you know, he's my go-to guy. If you ever need, you know, something, what you're saying is, you know, maybe start highlighting some of your best, um, you know, people that you use on a daily basis. Absolutely. I mean, if you, if you think about, you know, something that the, the real estate community has that the average person does not, it is, it is business connections and it is connections in and around the community. And so this isn't just like, I mean, this could be construction people. It can be your plumber, your electrician, your roof guy, your gutter guy, your landscaper, your painter, like you have all of those people. Yes. But the other thing you traditionally have is you will have an attorney, an accountant. You're going to have all these business, a financial planner. Like if you don't, you should be building these things out. Because having, having all of these people like in your arsenal and being the, the one-stop shop where, you know, instead of having to go search on Angie's List or Yelp or something like that and hoping that somebody gets back to you, it's like, I can call you up and say, hey, Jackson, I problem my roof right now. Like, who do you know that'll actually show up and give me a fair price and, you know, basically not screw me over. And as agents, if you're working with people all the time, you're going to need people far more often because you're using them for your clients than any individual will on their own particular property. So now you've got this whole book, you know, I mean, we, we go with Rolodex, which most of the kids probably know what a Rolodex is, but <laughs> you have this Rolodex of people that, that are available to, to all of your clients. And, and if you never think about it, they won't know that you're the first person they should call. If you highlight these other people, Number one, you are like giving more back to their business. But number two, it's showing the like, hey, anytime you have a question about anything business related, just call me up. I will make sure that I do. If I don't know somebody immediately, I will add connections and find somebody for you so you don't have to go into the situation blind. Oh my gosh, that is such a great point there to stay in front of your people. If you're the go-to resource, then you know these people are going to be reaching out at you at all times and always thinking of you. Whenever there's a problem, it's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to Jason or I'm going to whoever it is, the realtor, because he knows all these people. Um, do you see people doing that um, in maybe like a monthly newsletter or something highlighting, you know, business referrals? Yep. 
Yeah, and, and you, I mean, you're doing a good job already with, you know, the community stuff. You know, if, if you're trying to establish, if, if, if location is, is the niche you're going for, like, you know, the, this is the area or this is the spot that I know better than anyone else, you know, it can be, it can go beyond that. I mean, that's where it can be like, hey, I've got to meet, you know, some family members downtown this weekend. Like, what would be a good restaurant that actually allows kids and I can be there and it'll be kind of quieter? Where can I go see the game or where can I meet somebody for business? You know, knowing all of the things that are around a specific area, whether that be, you know, eat and drink or whether that be something like, hey, I'm just trying to find a place where I can, you know, coast up for a couple hours to get some work done. You know, I mean, it can be a lot of different things. But but as long as you have all of those people or you make it easy, you know, you know, one thing that we see is people don't want to have to do research and make a decision where they don't feel confident in it. And if they can go to you and immediately get something where you're like, this is what you need to do. They're like, perfect. I'm going to do that. You know, it, it makes life a lot easier. Oh man, that's awesome. And it kind of reminds me for anybody who's obviously seen the office when Dwight and Andy go an entire episode of trying to do something for the other so they don't owe them something. Like if you keep helping all these local people with their business, you know, and then someone's roofing a house and, and, and the neighbor's like, yeah, I'm thinking about selling mine, yada, yada. Oh, I know a great realtor, you know, cause you've been helping him out the whole time. Yep. That's how the, the referral system, you know, th that's a great point. I love that. Um, you know, we're kind of wrapping up here. Um, and I just want to, you know, maybe go through two, three tips of like, okay, you know, we're, in, we're just starting 2019. Um, what are the trends? Like what are things that, you know, people should be doing, whether they're brand new or they've been in the business for 20 years, a few things that you really feel in 2019 you should be doing for your business. You know, the, the easy ones are, you know, first off, if I'm getting into, if I'm getting into this right now, um, or, you know, I, new people, if you're, I guess if you're brand new, then you're, then there are a lot of things you probably need to do. But if you're just trying to round edges, you know, the first thing I would do is I would, I would run an analysis on my business from the year before. And I would find like to a very granular level where all of my transactions came from. And, and I would look at them and I would say, all right, you know, is this activity, one of the things we've been hearing a lot about just recently is Nextdoor, um, you know, Nextdoor as a platform has been something where people have been generating business. Now all of a sudden Nextdoor's ad platform is going up from like 50 bucks a month to like 350 bucks a month, kind of depending on your area. And it's like, all right, if you haven't generated any business, now that's a big enough cost that I would probably get rid of that. So, so look at everything that brought a check in and everything that made a check go out and say, what can I cut out of my budget from last year? And you have to track it in order to do that. That's some of the things that are a little difficult to yeah. run it like a business. Um, and then, and what actually brought in, you know, transactions. And the thing that I would look at is like, what can I do to get time back? Like, it's amazing how many things, you know, agents do because they're trying to do good. I mean, it's always, it's always gone into with like a, a, a it's done intentionally because they want to help this community or they want to be part of an organization or they want to volunteer, but they end up seeing like, okay, I'm spending hours and hours and hours on this and I'm getting nothing back out of it, you know, other than some goodwill, depending on the case. So I look at that. The second thing I would do is I, you know, I would just make sure I really, I, you know, from a messaging standpoint as a marketer, there's, there's two big things that I want to see. The, the two things that I want to see, you know, is one of them get very clear on why I would use you versus another agent. And, you know, and, and we see a, you know, everybody has every, or at least they say they do great communication, market knowledge and experience, right? That's the number. Those are like the three things that are the minimum bar. But what I want to know is on top of that, like, what is it that you do better than anyone else? Can you get more eyeballs on my house or my listing than anyone else? 
can you walk into any given property and tell me three things I can do that will add $10,000 in value to that property? Can you just walk into a neighborhood and know, you know, rent and you can get me the cap rate or you'll, you'll find out which, which numbers or which homes are going to pencil based on a spreadsheet better than anyone else. You know, is it something where you have a design eye and you're like, I know we can just change the look of these two rooms and this place will feel substantially bigger. Like what are those things you do better than anyone else in the market? You know, and, and knowledge and experience and communication aren't the same. I mean, that might be the case, but that doesn't stand out. So come up with those types of metrics and, and explain to me why you, when, you know, now in the Portland market, we have 13,000 realtors here. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of competition for, a, you know, a, a shrinking or the same size pie. Um, and then the second thing is, is step back and quit being informational. Just quit giving me data and forcing me to interpret whether or not that's relevant in my world. So don't tell me about the three-bedroom, two-bath ranch in Beaverton, for example, in, in, in the Portland market here. Talk about, all right, if you're looking for a home that gets into this school, that has a bigger than average lot so you can run your dog around and it's on a quiet cul-de-sac so your kids can go play out in the street, this is the house you want to see. That's very different than three bedroom, two bath ranch in Beaverton, you know, and I will know very quickly whether or not that applies in my world. A hundred percent. And we're seeing a lot of agents, like especially just leveraging YouTube, doing videos on exactly what Aaron just talked about. Three things to improve, you know, your home to, to make it sell for $10,000 more. Those are the kind of little video tips you can do and get it out to your community, you know, to be the tribal leader per se, that's going to be so much more, you know, relatable than yeah, a three bed, two bath house. So those are great little video topics too, to just shoot. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's a reason things like, you know, like thrill list or, you know, the skim, or, I mean, all of these different emails that go out on a daily basis, give top five list, top 10 list. Like that's how people want to digest content. So give me the three or four bullet points, you know, as we're skimmers, Give me the headline, the bullet points or the bold, and then fill it in below that. But allow me to skim through it if that's what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's just awesome. I mean, I can't thank you enough for being here today, Aaron. Um, I know that you guys do a great job at, you know, dissecting a lot of the technologies, CRMs and stuff today. First of all, tell them, you know, how they can find you if they have questions. Um, talk about, you know, your Aaron's two cents possibly. And then I, I really, um, where they can go find out about all different social platforms and CRMs and how you guys rated them. Yeah. So we have, we have multiple ways that, that you can find that. Um, we have a website, themoderndayagent.com. You do have to put the, so T H E in front of it. So the modernDayagent.com has a bunch of these different programs with our ratings and they're all categorized. So that's a quick, uh, you know, simple way just to check out what's going on. If you want to get in touch with me, um, you can just reach out directly at Aaron or A is an Aaron Stell, S-T-E-L-L-E at poweredbywest.com. So A Stell at poweredbywest.com is my email address. Feel free to reach out. I'm happy to answer any questions. You know, if you're local here in the Portland market, uh, most of my scheduling is actually done through our sales team. So we have, a, have some great sales reps here in the Portland market and they just, they basically tell me where to go. So I just show up to appointments and, and go about my day that, that, that way. But but I can always line up my own stuff too. So just, just email me. Um, you know, I'm always happy to have a conversation. We're always looking at the, the biggest and the best. Um, the nice thing is I do have a whole team of people that I collaborate with. I think there's 15 of us now across the country and that's our whole life. We're immersed in marketing technology for real estate. We're always looking at best practices across all the different markets. And then we're getting together on a zoom call every Friday you know, just to see what's working in other places, you know, and tell stories about things that have worked in our market. So that collaboration 
goes far beyond just like our, our little micro areas here, which have been really powerful for us. Yeah, that's awesome. And if you have a uh, WFG national title company in your area, they all have these uh, MTDs, we call them marketing technology directors like Stell. So you can get a ton of help that way um, with any pain pinch point you have. But um, I, I, like I said, I, I thank you so much for coming, Aaron, just a, a wealth of knowledge, rounded knowledge and, and gave these people a ton of stuff, especially with the tribal leader stuff. I think that's something people could do immediately is reach deep into their, you know, Rolodex, as you called it find those people that you use a lot and, and exploit them out. So your referral business can, you know, skyrocket there. So thanks for coming, man. Um, did you have anything else here before we jet out? Nope. I, I appreciate you having me on and I'm excited to keep hearing about, uh, about all the stuff that you see going on in other markets as well. So I'll be following. Awesome, man. Well, you have an awesome day and I appreciate you coming. You too. Thanks Jackson. Yep. All right. That is a wrap for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to learn how to be a digital mayor and make sure you like our Facebook page. Now go be the digital mayor of your community now.